Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is a special edition of Busted Open on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Live from the Sirius XM studios in New York City, this is Busted Open. Your only destination for daily pro wrestling talk in the entire world. From the independent scene to the main event of WrestleMania, no one covers pro wrestling like Busted Open. Eddie Guerrero was busted open. Hot topics, breaking news, and interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. A show designed for the fan by the fan. Old school. The irritable force meeting the immovable object meets new school. Busted Open. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Live now. This is Busted Open's Top 10 Undertaker Moments of All Time Special. Here are your hosts, Dave LaGreca and Tommy Dreamer. Welcome to Busted Open. How about this? Undertaker's Top 10 Moments of All Time. That's right. A recent guest for a first time ever on Busted Open. We had The Undertaker on. And what better way to celebrate than having Undertaker's top 10 greatest moments of all time. And who better to do it with than my tag team partner, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore himself, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing okay, and man, what a sh- what an accomplishment. What a milestone for you. That could have probably been, would you say that's your top 10 interview of all time, number one? Ric Flair would probably be, but that's right up there with Ric Flair. Because when you think of The Undertaker, you think that there's no way that I'm ever going to speak to The Undertaker because Undertaker always in character. Undertaker never breaks kayfabe, but... As we've been seeing on the last ride on Sundays on the WWE Network, right now, a completely different story, Tommy. Absolutely. And based on the success, I feel, of the ESPN Michael Jordan documentary uh, and uh, fans being home, this documentary, they're seeing the other side of The Undertaker that very few get to see. I've been fortunate to see that other side of The Undertaker and I know one of our guests, Mark Henry, has seen that other side. But for the fans to see that side of The Undertaker, it really is next level for a lot of people because he was, like the documentary says, the last ride. He was the last guy to be a character and to stay in that character for so long. Uh, you know, he addressed everything. He's very, very open. I couldn't believe he did it either. But uh, the fact that the fans get to see this side of it, some like it, some don't. And uh, hopefully they like this show, though. Yeah, and Tommy, you know, you mentioned our interview with The Undertaker. And The Undertaker is somebody that, you're right, was that last thread to the pro wrestling that you and I grew up with. And I actually asked The Undertaker about that when we had him on. And he said, yeah, he agreed. And it was very, very tough for him to do this docuseries. As a matter of fact, he even mentioned on our show, Tommy, that you know, at first when he saw the cameraman following him around, he got upset, and then he realized, oh, wait a second, you know, I actually wanted this to happen because he wanted to document that WrestleMania 33 match, which he thought was going to be his last match. And, Tommy, when you look back at it, I think that first part of the docuseries, The Last Ride, kind of sums it all up. When he shows up to WrestleMania 33 in Orlando and he's up at the hotel counter, and Roman Reigns walks up right up beside him and asks for his hotel key. It's like, come on, kayfabe, brother. Like, even to me, like, it is completely a different world. And The Undertaker was kind of our last gasp. Yeah, and, you know, me being a professional wrestler uh, for all these years, but I'm also still a fan. I got to tell you, man, there's a lot of wrestlers that have a presence in the back as well as on screen. And The Undertaker will always have that presence 
I remember when the original Sheik came to ECW and he had an entourage and he wore the headband and he was the original Sheik, man. And I was just like, whoa, I'm standing amongst like this greatness. And, you know, same with Dusty Rhodes had this, this presence. Ric Flair has a presence. Um, and I remember later going to the Sheik's house and seeing Sheik in a whole different light because I like you as a fan, you want to see that person be that person that you perceived on television. Or even like I told you, I was afraid to approach Kevin Sullivan on a beach because I thought he worshiped the devil and I was worried going to wrestle him. And then here's Kevin Sullivan laying out in a speedo. And like, I later became great friends with him, but like that mystique of, Kevin Sullivan, the, the Satanist, was totally gone. And this, this had the same behind-the-camera reveal for everybody that a lot of wrestlers because uh, get to see. For, and, and trust me, I see it all the time. Or when you're in, on indies, people, or they'll just tell me, man, like, I grew up watching you. The fact that I'm in a locker room with you or the fact that I got to wrestle you. Or, like, people be like, dude, did, did he hurt you? Did he do this? You have this certain mystique and aura about you that – it's hard to blur that line and Undertaker, like we said, he was the last. And I do feel it's more beneficial today because, you know, he's on social media. His wife was posting pictures. I would send her to tell her all the time, stop posting pictures of him. But I get it. It's her life. She can live it. Well, let me ask you, Tommy, do you like it? Now that we have the series and they're halfway through that series, you know, are you happy that you're seeing this side of, you know, Mark Calloway, the man, or would you have rather have had that mystique until his final days as a wrestler? Well, you're asking the wrong person because I, I, you know, I text with Undertaker. I'm friends with Undertaker. I've had a lot of fun times with the Undertaker. So that moment is long gone for me. But from a fan's point of view, I think there could be a certain mystique about certain people. It's his life that he chose to do it. And then that's how you have to respect it from a fan's point of view. You know, it's the legend of Andre. You know, a lot of people always talk about Andre the giant. uh, And if you think about it, it's, Oh, well, he drank a lot. He did this and he could drink a lot of, of That's really a lot about Andre because he died at such a young age. At least now we're seeing the behind the scenes of this amazing character. And if he's okay with it, then I think the wrestling fans have to be okay with it. Yeah, and I think he has earned that right to kind of sign his own ticket of, you know, where and how he wants to go out. And I know as a fan, I'm not a big fan of it, Tommy, just because, you know what, when his career was over, I'd be okay with it. But this shows that different side. And it it really is a stark reality check for me as a fan that the product and the wrestling that I grew up with, Tommy, it's, it's just not around anymore. And yeah. I'm going to have to realize it. And this was the big realization for me that, you know, the pro wrestling I fell in love with is a completely different animal now. Yeah. Dave, I got to ask you though. I know you're a big uh, music guy too. And you, and, and we've had her on the show, uh, Alice Cooper, you love Alice Cooper. You've seen Alice Cooper in the paint, but, uh, you have, we've also heard of him transform into the Alice Cooper character. So at least for wrestling fans, they could be like, whoa, that's still Alice Cooper. Whoa, that's still The Undertaker. Trust me. Uh, and if you want, I could tell now, or we could tell later. I have seen The Undertaker become The Undertaker right in front of my eyes, and it was amazing. Wow, that's really cool. I mean, and that's the thing, like, Talking to The Undertaker, I, I was nervous. You know, I, I te- you and I texted back and forth. I was very nervous. And then once I was talking to him, you realize that you're talking to a man. You're not talking to the character, The Undertaker. And he was very, very easy to talk with. And if you missed that interview, you could still catch it on the SiriusXM app on demand. And also the Busted Open podcast that's available on Pandora and Apple Podcasts. And being able to talk to him about his first match with Bruiser Brody and, you know, why Fritz von Erich picked him for that first match and, you know, hearing the stories about Percy Pringle and, you know, just hearing those stories, it's worth it for me as a fan. But, you know, I still wanted that one last 
you know, glimpse of hope of, you know, the word, I know people use it all the time now, kayfabe, but just that stark reality of the sport that I grew up with in pro wrestling. But either way, whether it's the man, whether it's the American badass, whether it's the undertaker, he has given us some of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. And when we come back, Tommy, we'll start to dive in to our top 10 moments of all time. We'll get your 10 through 6 and my 10 through 6 when Tommy and I are back right here on a very special edition of Busted Open. You're listening to Busted Open's Top 10 Undertaker Moments of All Time Special, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barack Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Dave LaGreca and ECW legend Tommy Dreamer break down their favorite highlights and matches of WWE legend The Undertaker. This is Busted Open's Top 10 Undertaker Moments of All Time Special. Welcome back to Busted Open. Top 10 Undertaker Moments of All Time, Tommy. Are you excited? I got my list. You got your list. You ready to go? Let's go. All right, I don't know who should go first, whether it should be me or you, Tommy. Do you want to go first? No, you could go first. I'm good. All right, I have a feeling you might not agree with my uh, 10 to <laughs> 6, but the hell with it. We're going to go with it anyway. All right, here's my top 10 through 6 moments of Undertaker's career of all time. And at number 10, you just heard it right here on Busted Open last week, and that is our interview with The Undertaker. We deemed it Undertaker Day on Busted Open. And, and Tommy, at number 10, I have Busted Open's interview with The Undertaker. Okay, I got to break your eyes and stop you right there. How can you put the top 10 moments of The Undertaker's career on an interview that he did with you that's like your top 10 list not his well no if it was my top 10 list it would be number one (laughs) but that it's the undertaker's top 10 list it falls down to number 10 and here's why tommy and again you have to go back to may 22nd 2020 we deemed it undertaker day on busted open the first time ever undertaker was on busted open and to me it's kind of like this is the tip of the Undertaker's hat, where this is no longer the Undertaker that we have known for the last 30 years. Yes, we're seeing a different Undertaker on the last ride, but him coming on busted open, Tommy, this was definitely the Undertaker saying, you know what? The character that you fell in love with is just a character. There is a man behind it. I need to go on this talk radio show. I need to go on Sirius XM. It deserves my own day, and I'm going on with Dave LaGreca and Mark Henry. Undertaker Day, the interview with Busted Open. I believe firmly in it being number 10 on my list. Okay. Well, that's like me saying when I was in the Royal Rumble at Madison Square Garden and Undertaker and Shawn Michaels is there, and everyone was chanting my name, and when he went to cut me off, I went, uh-uh, and, I just, and he's like, get it. And that would be more of a moment for me. I can understand that you want this to be your moment. It's your top 10 list. I think right away, everyone is going to rip your Morton Downey looking haircut head right off your, uh, your shoulders. Once this, this airs, my God, let's go to your number nine. All right. And by the way, your moment actually should be in your top 10. The fact that it's not, it's a fraudulent list. Let's go out to number nine. And at number nine, I have the undertaker versus Batista at Backlash 2007, one of the underrated matches in The Undertaker's career. And, Tommy, you know, I'm more about the matches than the moments, and this was a damn good one at Backlash 2007. Uh, I would agree with that, as well as how it really did also help Batista and took Batista to the next level. And Undertaker is really, really good at 
you work with The Undertaker, your career is kind of solidified. At number eight, I have The Undertaker versus Edge at WrestleMania 24. Uh, I've, I've said it on this show many times. WrestleMania 24 to me is a very underrated WrestleMania. I love WrestleMania 24. And this match, if, if I had to make a list of like my top 20 WrestleMania matches, this definitely would be on it. Underrated, not only underrated WrestleMania match, but also an underrated Undertaker match as well. I agree 1,000%. That match, too, is on my list, and uh, I will give you my reasons why, but a phenomenal match, and I agree, very, very underrated WrestleMania match, not just an Undertaker match. At number seven, I have The Undertaker's entrance at WrestleMania 29. Very significant for me, and the reason why is that we talk about his moments, we talk about his matches, but his entrances at WrestleMania is one of the selling points each and every year at WrestleMania. To me, this was his number one entrance of all time. It was like he was coming from hell. You saw the demons reaching out for him as he was, you know, going up those stairs for that entrance ramp against CM Punk. Uh, the match was very good as well, but I will always remember that entrance at, you know, WrestleMania 29 at MetLife Stadium. I'm going to have to go back and watch it because I don't even remember it. I think you would enjoy it. Maybe even make your top 10. At number six, I have Undertaker kidnaps Stone Cold Steve Austin from the hospital. Very cool moment. Uh, really good interaction with The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, you know, that is my number six memory when it comes to The Undertaker. All right. I don't agree, but cool. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> Do you not? Is it nowhere near your top 10? I. I'm trying to rehash and think of when he kidnapped Stone Cold Steve Austin. I remember when he kidnapped Stephanie McMahon. Uh, actually, I think, and then wasn't that uh, when they then hung him on the angst earlier? I mean, later? Yep. Okay, right. now I do remember. Absolutely. Yep. All right. All right, Tommy. The floor is yours, my friend. My number 10, top 10 Undertaker moments. Number 10, the debut of The Undertaker. At Survivor Series, he was, you know, I knew who he was from WCW, but he became this different person. And your debut as a performer has to be in your top 10 because it's really when you set to be on the main stage for the amazing career that uh, The Undertaker had. Uh, I mean, obviously that moment's on my list too. I have to actually have it ranked higher, but you're right. That debut needs to be in the top 10. The number nine would be the formation of the ministry and him as the leader. If you remember, this was during the Monday Night Wars and everything that was going on. The Undertaker was a stable uh, faction as well as The Undertaker was this stable character during these Monday Night Wars. And, and you knew no matter what, no matter how much he was offered to leave, The Undertaker would stay in WWE and just if you think about all the storylines, even to the higher power with Vince McMahon, that was all based upon The Undertaker. And The Undertaker carried Monday Night War during some key pivotal moments where they really, really needed. And I know everyone talks about Rock, Austin, and that whole Attitude Era. But, man, The Undertaker, to me, was an unsung hero and a different segment each and every week. You know what? I love what you just said, Tommy, because you're right. When you think of the Monday Night Wars, when it comes to the side – of the WWF, everybody mentions Stone Cold Steve Austin. Everybody mentions DX. Everybody mentions The Rock. But The Undertaker was such a key component in that Monday Night War, and I think that one, that moment for you is definitely an example of that. Number eight, The Undertaker as the American Badass versus Jeff Hardy. I want to say it was a ladder match on Monday Night Raw. And I know... You may have a problem with this, but here's why I picked this. The Undertaker, we all talk about how a character like Matt Hardy has reinvented himself. We also all talk about, you know, longevity of characters. If you think of all the different faces of The Undertaker, I mean, even for when uh, Viscera crushed his face and he had the Phantom of the Opera mask, the American Badass was a... It was a far stretch from The Undertaker, and it got over, and his match with Jeff Hardy in what would be a Jeff Hardy type of match really, to me, cemented The Undertaker's legacy 
of not only a great wrestler, but you know, he didn't change his name, but he was still the undertaker, but just a different variation. And he was a badass. I don't have a problem with this at all. As a matter of fact, I really was struggling with that match from Monday night raw. Cause I wanted to put it in the top 10. It's one of the best matches ever on Monday night raw. So no, I, I totally agree with it. I couldn't fit it on my list because there's so many great moments and memories and matches, but this is one that just misses my list. And, of course, for you, it's at number eight. And number seven, The Last Ride documentary. And I know people would be saying, how could this be an amazing Undertaker moment? But for me, it's because I've got to hang out with The Undertaker. I would always try to sit next to The Undertaker, be in long bus rides because I loved his stories. He's my friend. And you're getting to hear these stories that so many people have clamored for. You're getting to see the different side of The Undertaker. You're getting to see the side of a husband, of a father. And to me, it opens up what that mystique about The Undertaker. And though he's such a strong character, he can still keep it. But yeah, he's also human too. Listen, I I totally agree with where you're coming from with this moment and this memory. Um, But I have to come back at you a little bit. How could you mention the last ride documentary at number seven on your list and then have a problem with the undertaker coming on busted open at my number 10, because to me it's one in the same, they live in the same universe. If you really go back and look at it, you love the undertaker last ride documentary because you're seeing another side of the undertaker. He's pulling back that curtain. He's showing you the man. That's the exact same reason, Tommy, that I love the moment of him coming on Busted Open. It's the same reason. He shouldn't be doing talk radio shows, but he did it because you're seeing that other side. To me, that's one and the same. You're at number seven. I'm at number 10. Uh, I just, well, number one, he's doing it to promote this documentary. So that trumps yours. And I agree from what you're saying, but I don't think in, I mean, we are the number one show on all of Sirius. Right. That is a gigantic thing too. And it gives, but in true Undertaker fashion, it gives us more credibility, but I don't know. I think that's more because you're a little biased because, you know, you, Ric Flair, Tommy Rich, those are all your like favorite (laughs) interviews. And I believe you had an Undertaker Viagra in your pants that entire interview. I got to say, not only was it hard, but it moved as well. Okay, what's your number six? The, I don't want uh, – this is hard to – I didn't know how to ju- to write it. I would say the, the unification of Kane and The Undertaker. Um, if you think about greatness of feuds uh, or the greatness of a character is all the side characters. If, you know, you talk about television shows like Seinfeld. We all know Elaine, Kramer, George. For this, for The Undertaker, the franchise known as Undertaker, we had Paul Bearer, we had a fake Undertaker, and then we had his brother Kane. And when the two of them fought, think of how many pay-per-views they main evented. But then when the two of them came together, think of the dominant force that these two guys had as a tag team, as well as it gave them so many great moments and a different version of the undertaker and the brothers of destruction and think of the great tag teams that they feuded with Uh, another key cog where everyone talks about, you know, the Dudleys, the Hardys, uh, APA, um, edge and Christian, but undertaker and Kane, man, they would hang with all those guys too at different parts of their career. And it's stuff that we don't really talk about, but it's so important to the history of professional wrestling of undertaker and Kane. All right, Tommy, when we come back, let's dive into the second half of our list. That's right, five to one. What are the top five Undertaker moments in Tommy Dreamer's list and Dave LaGreca's list? We'll do that when we're back right here on Busted Open. You're listening to Busted Open's Top 10 Undertaker Moments of All Time Special, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. 
Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XM FC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. Can you believe it? In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a derby day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Pandora app and searching More Than a Game. This is Busted Open's Top 10 Undertaker Moments of All Time Special. Here's Dave LaGreca and ECW legend Tommy Dreamer. Back here on Busted Open, Dave LaGreca, Tommy Dreamer talking about the top 10 greatest moments of all time for one of the greatest, not only professional wrestlers, but I think you would agree, Tommy, the greatest character in the history of pro wrestling the Undertaker. Are you ready to give our top five? Let's roll. All right, here we go. At number five, I have the debut at Survivor Series 1990. That's right, over 30 years ago, Tommy. I know it's in your top ten as well, but the debut of The Undertaker is obviously a big one. And he had a clean sweep that night. He was a, an amazing character that just came out of the box and had intrigue, and it was a different Undertaker. It was a slow plotting, and he was smothering people. But uh, to think of all the gimmicks that have gone through, especially during that time, The Undertaker has reigned supreme. And this is one that I'm sure is on everyone's list. I'm sure The Undertaker, now that he is no longer just the character, but the man, when he does interviews, everyone's going to bring this match and this moment up, and that is the Hell in the Cell match with Mankind at King of the Ring. In 1998, and I think when you talk about like just one of those moments and matches that made your jaw drop, this would be one of them, Tommy. Absolutely, and because we are brothers of uh, the same brain of destruction, that is my number four uh, as well. We uh, that match is iconic. That match is when people talk about the Hell in a Cell, which is the the way to end all feuds, everyone will always have glimmers of The Undertaker just tossing poor Mick Foley uh, through a table, uh, off the top through the table, or you know, chokeslamming him through the cage. The Undertaker has had a few memorable Hell in the Cells, but it's always the first one that we'll remember always. Yeah, and to me, Tommy, I, I don't think that's the best Hell in the Cell match. I think, you know, when it came to The Undertaker, there were better ones. I think with Mick Foley, same thing. But at that moment and what happened, I mean, it's just something that always comes to mind. We talk about some of the greatest moments in the history of pro wrestling. At number three, and this one's, man, you, you can make the case that this could be number one. But for me, it's number three. And that's the WrestleMania match, you know, what turned out to be Shawn Michaels' retirement match at WrestleMania 26. Oh, man, I remember I was there. It was live, and it was off the charts, and it was one of those, you know, we talk about the Savage and Steamboats matches at WrestleMania, and that was one of those matches where it was just Sean was such a workhorse, and so was The Undertaker. And, and like, he, we talk about the character or the brawler, but Undertaker doesn't get enough credit for the great wrestler that he is, and it, it always takes another wrestler to pull that out of you, and that was one Shawn Michaels. Number two, to me, it's the return of The Undertaker, March 2nd, 1998, on Raw with Kane. That amazing promo from The Undertaker, which I think is you know, the greatest promo of his career. The way that crowd reacted when The Undertaker came out. Paul Bearer telling Kane, don't worry, it's not him when that gong hit. Don't worry, it's not him. He's gone. He's not here. And then The Undertaker shows up. That's a moment that gives me goosebumps, Tommy. You know, it's great that you have these moments, and this is why I love you so much, and this is why The Undertaker is so iconic, because I didn't remember that, but once you start describing it, I remember it like it was yesterday, and that's why I think the fans love our show so much, because they're sitting there listening to it, and they're like, oh, yeah, and then you could go back and now watch it on the WWE Network, but there's moments like that that are ingrained in your brain. I love the fact, I totally, like I said, I didn't remember half of these moments until you told me about it. And that is an amazing moment. Really high for number two, but it's your list. 
Yeah, you know what? And it leads up to number one. Go back and watch it, Tommy. I think you might feel differently. It might make your top ten. At least bump off the last ride at number seven. But at number one, Tommy, I have uh, what I feel is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. And that's right. I know a lot of people will say Steamboat and Savage. But to me, it's this match. And if I made a list, and you know I do, I have my laminated top ten list, Tommy. That's how we do a lot of these shows off of. It's definitely in my top ten greatest matches of all time as well. And that is... The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 25. Well, I would like to get into it, but I want to save it. Can I just do my number five, my five now? Yes, please do your top five. Because I'm sitting here in utter bewilderment. Number five, The Undertaker versus Edge at WrestleMania 24. For a lot of the main reasons, also for Edge to main event to WrestleMania was super duper big to him. And like I said, amazing character can always help other people. And you think of this feud that they had, and it really did help elevate Edge to his iconic status as well. Um, number four, like we discussed, and I said it's my number four, the same as yours, the Hell in a Cell match uh, against Mankind. My number three is the same as yours, which was WrestleMania 26, Shawn Michaels' retirement match. So we don't need to get into that. But here's what I, my number two is different than your number two. My number two is the Boneyard match. Mm. And I know this may get people thinking, but here's why I have to put it there. Because due to the cinematic beauty, for a while, we were not seeing The Undertaker in the light that we wanted to see The Undertaker. And there was a lot of people saying, man, The Undertaker's getting old. There's a lot of people saying The Undertaker's not The Undertaker anymore. They weren't happy. After the streak, you know, the streak ended, it kind of was that letdown besides the building, but just like the letdown of the fans and the Roman Reigns match wasn't as good. The second Roman Reigns match wasn't good. They had the Saudi Arabia match where Triple H got hurt and everyone was starting to like, huh, is the Undertaker losing it? Is he no longer the Undertaker? But this brought back the Undertaker to the prominence of the Undertaker and how we should always remember him. And it gave a new light to the Undertaker that we could still see for many, many years to come. Do you agree? I, listen, I, it's not in my top 10, but I agree with everything you're saying. Um, I think this would actually be a good way for The Undertaker to go out, Tommy, because we don't know when the next time we're going to be able to be in front of 75,000 fans at WrestleMania, if ever, Tommy. We really just don't know. Uh, the future is a really big question mark when it comes to people gathering and being in attendance in that type of mass, like we've seen previous years at WrestleMania. I, I don't know if you would agree, Tommy, but, you know, that Boneyard match might be the best way for The Undertaker to go out. Well, where I'm wrestling, I'm going to make sure I have a cinematic match. I don't care if I lose my big toe because I'm currently having some big toe issues. But whatever happens in my life, I want to have one cinematic gem where people are like, wow, that was Tommy Dreamer. All right, Tommy, you're number one. Well... I think next time I see your brother, I'm just going to kick him right in the nads because my number one is just like your number one because you are my Kane and I'm the Undertaker because I got to put myself over. WrestleMania 25 match versus Shawn Michaels, another match I got to see uh, live, and it was just off the charts, and what a great wrestling match. That's why I didn't want to have you talk about it. I want to talk about it together. It's another match where... It was just these, like two workhorses, two guys from a different era. There was a, you know, they just went at it, and it was, it was amazing. It truly was, and, and they've had some great matches. And like before you were talking about, you know, there's been better Hell in a Cell matches, but this match was just so special and had to me that big prize fight feeling that we haven't seen since, like if I'm going to boxing, the Mike Tyson, you know, Evander Holyfield uh, levels or – the Boston Red Sox versus the New York Yankees. It had this big feel to it, and I just – I loved it. Yeah, and would you would you say it's the greatest WrestleMania match of all time? Um, well, I know a lot of people would argue that the uh, ECW Originals versus the New Breed was one of those great uh, iconic matches, but uh, uh, I would put that up there with, with – it, it's hard for Savage and Steamboat just because it has that iconic – 
uh, it's hard. I don't know. I would have to, uh, that's another top 10 list that we should do because it's up there. It really, really is. But to top 10, I mean, you got to think about the TLC matches. There's been so many great. I know. It, 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 that's a hell of a list. That's a whole other show, dude. I think we should definitely do top 10 WrestleMania matches of all time. Also, top 10 just pro wrestling matches of all time. I think that would be a lot of fun. All right, Tommy, when we come back, I know you have some stories you want to share about The Undertaker, but also one of our co-hosts here on Busted Open, the great Mark Henry, who had a WrestleMania match, WrestleMania 22 match with The Undertaker. He's going to join us when we're back with Undertaker's top 10 greatest moments of all time right here. I'm Busted Open. You're listening to Busted Open's Top 10 Undertaker Moments of All Time Special, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. This week on World of Basketball, director of USA Basketball, Jerry Colangelo, joined the show and spoke about the surprising role he asked Kobe Bryant to take on ahead of the 2008 Olympics. I said, Kobe... I said, I may have a different role for you if you play for us. He said, what do you mean? I said, I may want you to be a distributor rather than a scorer. And he kind of looked at me funny, funnily and he says, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I just want to be part of it. And of course, I was pulling this chain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. all. <laughs> New episodes of World of Basketball are available every Thursday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. This is Busted Open's Top 10 Undertaker Moments of All Time Special. Hosts Dave LaGreca and ECW legend Tommy Dreamer are now joined by WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry. Welcome back to Busted Open, Undertaker's Top 10 Greatest Moments of All Time. And Tommy, we gave our Top 10 each. Very similar, some of our moments as well, Tommy. Both having the same number one. Uh, his match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. And now we bring in somebody who faced The Undertaker at WrestleMania 22, and that is our tag team partner here on Busted Open, the one and only WWE Hall of Famer, world champion, not one, not two, but three different sports, Mark Henry. Mark, how are you, man? I'm doing good, man. How y'all doing? We're good. We're good. We're talking Undertaker's top ten greatest moments of all time. You were in the ring with The Undertaker at WrestleMania 22. I mean, what was it like being in the ring with The Undertaker, especially at the show of shows? You know what? Uh, it was the best experience in my, in my wrestling career, not only from a standpoint of uh, who I was facing, what it was for, and where it was, but it changed the way that I work. It changed, it made me more of an attack dog. And um, when you have somebody attacking, you can always tell them to back off. But if, if, uh, if you're into it and you're going and you have to tell somebody to come on, then, you know, it, it takes away from the energy of the match. You know, Mark, I, uh, I experienced, I want to say the two sides of Mark Henry in the sense of, you know, when I came to WWE, me and you were working a lot. And then after your match with The Undertaker, you were a completely different in-ring performer. And I always say about the greatness of The Undertaker, not only being a locker room leader, but how he elevates his opponents to change their game. And the great ones do that. You look at Michael Jordan, uh, you know, when he had the Scottie Pippins, but he elevated other people's game. And, you know, tell that what he did for you, man. Cause I got to see, I wrestled you a million times and it was like night and day. Well, the, the number one thing was, uh, I relied on all strength. I wanted to press you. I wanted to, uh, bear hug you. I wanted to, you know, everything was about my own, my biggest strength, but I, my, I'm, I had to change because Mark, the Taylor don't want weaknesses. He don't want you to use your strength. And then when it comes to running the ropes and doing something athletic, you fail. So he was like, don't do that no more. He's like, you're, you're not going to ever be great. You can be good, but you'll never be great if you continue to allow people to uh, get over on your weakness. And he's like, you have to learn a hundred different ways to take yourself out, to put yourself on one knee to put yourself at a deficit 
in order for other people to succeed. Don't let them succeed off the fact that you failed. And when he told me that, it was like the room got brighter and the light, the colors got more defined. Like it was, that's what it was like being in the ring with him. Like he, he would change your mentality as well as your repertoire of weapons. Um, I had done the chocolate mousse. I had done some athletic things. He said, why you stop doing it? And I was like, well, I mean, people complain. He said, people going to complain. He's like, don't stop doing stuff because people complain because they don't, they want you to lower your work rate. They want you to not work as hard as you can work because they want a night off. Tell them to get their ass in the gym and you go in there and have the best match you can have every night. And, that's what I tried to do. And I think that Tommy did see some lazy Mark Henry uh, early on. But at the end, you know, my last six years, man, I, I was – it was you, you, had, you, had to get, you had to get on your horse because I was working matches against 25-minute matches with – 25-minute matches, 25 matches with Daniel Bryan and Kurt Angle and all the best guys. So I had to get myself in order. And I wasn't sitting in a bear hug in all my matches. What is it like? I mean, I know you're a fan, too. I remember my first time I came to WWE, and when I heard Steve Austin's glass break and that music hit, the building shook, and I was like, oh, my God. I never experienced something like that. You standing in the ring and waiting and hearing that Undertaker gong at WrestleMania. Uh, I was sitting there looking around at first I was smiling and the referee um, came up to me. Um, I think it was Charles Robinson and they said, stop smiling. And I didn't even realize I was smiling. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, the Undertaker's coming down. This is crazy. And I, 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 I had worked him before, but it was always stuff with the nation or it was stuff with, um, other people connected. But then when I started working with him individually, we could stand four feet apart and you couldn't hear. He could scream, back up. It would have, I would have just saw his lips moving. Um, but it was really, really special, man, like um, being in the ring with him. And I, I've, I've been blessed to be in the ring with, you know, the, probably the top 15, top 20 greatest guys. Uh, I had matches with Flair. I had matches with – the only one I didn't have matches with was Hogan. Um, but you can go down the line, and everybody outside of Hogan I had a match with. You know, Mark, you talk about that WrestleMania match, and there was a great story going into that WrestleMania match. But when you talk about your work rate being completely different after he spoke to you, was it almost like – you know, you're not wanting to disappoint the Undertaker, almost like you know, like like you know, like uh, like a son to a father. Like, yes, you want to succeed, but you also don't want to disappoint your dad. Is there a little bit of an element like that when it comes to the Undertaker? It is. Uh, he turns you into a vampire, and now you gotta you gotta go and live. You gotta go and eat, man. You gotta go and 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 the standard that he's uh, that he's judged by now, people tend to kind of judge you by. So I wanted to make sure that I went out there and I didn't see come down the hallway and, and you see the Undertaker or you see Vince. There was only two people that did it because anybody else that did it to me, I was like, hey, man, who the hell are you? You don't wave the finger at me. But if Undertaker or Vince went, <laughs> holy shit, it was like your dad screaming at you. And I didn't want that. So I, I, I went out there and busted my rear end every night. Dave, when we talk about, uh, again, locker room leaders and performers, I remember we were in Houston, Texas, and The Undertaker had food poisoning or the flu, and he was on the floor with two IVs hooked up to him. And like, like everyone's like, he's supposed to wrestle Kurt Angle that night in a three-segment match. And I saw him like slowly putting on his boots. When you have food poisoning, you're sick, man. At times, the last thing you want to do is get out of bed, yet he's got to go wrestle Kurt Angle. And it was literally like, hey, man, you're up. And they pull one IV out, pull the other one out, and it's like, gong. And Taker went from the, the doctor's office 
right to the ring, just tore it up. And, and to me, that's inspirational as a guy who's seen it. That's like, you know, when you see something like that, then that's like, hey, I have to do this. Like if, yeah. if Undertaker can't take a day off, if the Undertaker could be sick with the flu or food, and he's getting in the ring, my ass better getting in the ring too. That's exactly it. That's, uh, I'm telling you, in a, to, to, to put it all in a nutshell, if he's going to put himself through that, what makes it okay for you to go, you know what, man, like I had a rough night. I'm tired. I've been on the road 22 days in a row, and I, I just, can't, I, I just can't, do, can't do it all tonight. Man, if, if The Undertaker went out there, and I, I've watched him limp, and I've watched Steve Austin, you know, uh, limp his way to the ring and, hey, man, don't, don't touch my neck. Just bump and feed. That's all I need you to do. And, and call shots. I'm going out there and I'm going to bump and feed like nobody's business. And I guarantee you can go through history. And I learned how to bump and feed from Yoko. So I ain't have no excuse but to get my ass off that ground as quick as possible and put myself in position to the other guy to have success. And it was hard. It was hard for me to watch guys go out there and loaf and bullshit around. And if the undertaker felt that they wasn't there long, I wouldn't, I didn't have to say nothing. Like the undertaker had enough power to go, Hey man, this, he, this, this is a waste of money. Like he's drawing the building. He's the one that the people are paying the biggest money to see. And he had the choice of who was going to be on the road with him accompanying the Undertaker show because there's years where it was the Undertaker show. I don't care what nobody say. You can call it Raw, SmackDown, or whatever you want to call it. It was the Undertaker show. Mark, do you have a favorite Undertaker moment? You know what? I think the my favorite out of all the matches we had, all the promos we had, pull aparts or whatever, I did a eulogy for the Undertaker. And you know, I'm doing this preacher-type voice. You know, you're going to come down to the ring in the dark and this and that. And when I came through the curtain, uh, Undertaker and Vince was both standing there. They both came and hugged me laughing. Like, <laughs> man, that was the best shit ever. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm getting a hug from the Undertaker and Vince. Life is good. <laughs> That's a that pretty was my cool favorite moment. moment in wrestling. I can understand that. All right, last question for me, Mark, and thanks for the time. Um, we're seeing the last ride where you're seeing the man and not the character. Undertaker was on with us on Busted Open where we're talking to the man and not the character. Um, I, I know you know him outside of the ring, but, you know, are you able to comprehend that now, like, fans are seeing more than just a character, The Undertaker? You know what? I can, I can, I can comprehend it, and I, I hope that the, the next uh, episodes are as good as the first because there's a lot that people didn't know. And imagine what you're going to know when this is over. I felt that way for years, like, I've been handcuffed. Like, I can't talk about that. That's the undertaker. I can't talk about that. And now for the office and for the him to give you the right to talk about him and tell some of the stories and tell some of the things. I would have loved to told, tell you, Dave, man, I, I can't. I did a segment one time and I came through the curtain and undertaker and Vince both grabbed me and hugged me. It was like, good job. I would have loved to told you that five years ago, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't tell you last year. And, and I can tell that story now because Vince and Taker both knew from me walking through that curtain after delivering that eulogy that people was going to pay their damn money to see what I was going to do to him or what he was going to do to me. And I was, that was a really, really proud moment in my career. Amazing. Mark, thank you so much for the time. It's always great talking to you about these 
you know, iconic moments and, and an icon and a legend like Undertaker. And I guess you would agree that if there was a Mount Rushmore, that Undertaker would be on that Mount Rushmore. Yes, he would. Right in the middle. Wow. Right in the middle. Right in the middle next to Ric Flair, uh, Andre the Giant. And, and, and I have to say it, Hulk Hogan. Wow. All right. I mean. I'd love to put Steve or Rock in there, but I just don't think it'll be fair. All right. Well, I, Tommy, I, I think there's an, another special coming with the Mount Rushmore. What do you think? I can't believe I forgot to do The Undertaker win the title from Hulk Hogan on my list. I'm friggin' pissed at myself. <laughs> there's too many. There's too, There's many, too many moments. moments. Why'd you have to give us so many moments, Taker? Just, just hold on to the fact that him and Shawn Michaels, I think, was it WrestleMania 31? 25 or 26? 25, the first one. Yeah. Bro, that was the best it ever gets. That was both our number ones, me and Dave. Yeah, both our number ones was WrestleMania 25. and, and 25. And, and Mark, I, I think it's the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Like when you go back and watch WrestleMania 25, but that's obviously, uh, you know, something that we can get into at another time. Mark, thanks for the time, my friend. We really appreciate it. Thank y'all, man. Hope y'all enjoyed y'all Memorial Day weekends. And thank you for all the essential workers and all of the people that gave their lives and for us. Thank you. Absolutely. And then, you know what, if you have your favorite moments, your top 10, you know, follow us at Busted Open Radio. Use the hashtag Undertaker. Give us your top 10 favorite moments, iconic moments from one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time, The Undertaker. Awesome job, Tommy. Thanks for the time, brother. Thank you. I'll talk to you later, bud. All right. This was a presentation of Busted Open. This has been Busted Open's Top 10 Undertaker Moments of All Time Special. Check Sirius XM On Demand for more Sirius XM Fight Nation content. And follow us on Twitter at Busted Open Radio. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.